Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Episode 139 of the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Mitch. That's it. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good show. Good show. Good show. Want to wish Mitch a belated happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank 21, you. everybody. Yeah. It's been a while. Daddy can drink. I know. I know. I'm trying to figure out what beer I'm going to have first. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Rumor has it after a few, it starts sounding like that. Yes, I guess. <laughs> That's been one I don't like too much. Really? I, you know, uh, yeah, my dad, he, he always drinks that. It's, it's not, all, it's all right. It's not bad. It's a good starter beer. Like if you really aren't a fan of the flavor, you get started with that one. Yeah. Um, as far as the, uh, if you're going to uh, want to have a good night and quickly, it's not going to be a beer that's going to do that for you. Um, <laughs> as I like to say, all the flavor, none of the hair. So. <laughs> I like it ice cold. Yeah. I'm really yeah. sensitive with my beers. You like a cold bush? Yes, I like yeah. a cold bush. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Their 70s commercials were great too. I don't. I don't like they had oh my god you got a YouTube so Is that they where had, it came from because there's this dude I follow now I don't know his name but he's a midwestern guy yeah he started like a podcast and stuff oh sure really funny guy uh-huh but anyway they, they do that every uh start of their show and they kind of open the can and go whoosh <laughs> yeah no it was uh I mean, it was every little innuendo you could think of. Oh, it had gosh. like a, a woman opening a can. I guess it would be, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Especially like the 70s. Oh, yeah. And the guy, he goes, open up a can of bush. <laughs> and the lady like opens it up. And keep in mind, this guy's got a real deep, yeah. dark, very white voice, you know. Open it up. <laughs> open up a can of bush. Get some bush. <laughs> Uh, taste bush. the Rockies. Taste the Rockies. <laughs> well, speaking of taste, yes. we have some news. Um, very brief. There's not much to get into because it just was announced. But Ant-Man 3 is happening. Yes. Yes. That leaves a good taste in my mouth. Yes, so, it does. Yeah. It does. It does. Yes. I, I like those movies. I, you know, that was the first movie because I was, I think I was feeling what a lot of people were feeling. Um, Marvel, Marvel fatigue. fatigue, yes, and and that movie came out, and it made me feel like I was watching Iron Man for the first time again, just with the fun and the humor, and you know, um, that was just, a it was just a it was a perfect timing for that movie to come in because it just rejuvenated everything yeah, to me was, about Marvel. It was like a comedic Iron Man. Yeah, like everything just flowed right. Like it just jump started everything because I mean I felt like we were kind of getting stagnant. You had Thor coming out, you had you know. Um, Captain America Winter Soldier that was that's not a bad movie the, no. the Captain America movies have never been bad because they adapted the 70s like right right well, it kind of felt like it was just purely a comedical fun action flick sure yep um, 
Yeah, it was a breath of fresh air, that's for sure. And it had a lot of production hurdles. You know, you had Ager, Ager Wright, I guess how you say his name. Yeah. He dropped out, um, you know, creator differences. And, uh, but Paul Rudd was great casting for that movie. And yeah. He even helped write the first one, I think. It wouldn't surprise and me. And the second one, he yeah. had more to do with. Paul Rudd is uh, just an amazing funny oh, he's guy. Oh, great. Uh, uh, Halloween, I don't know if you yeah. saw the photos, but he was dressed up as Weird Al. And yeah, like of all things, his daughter goes as the wasp. wasp. Yeah. And you have Ant-Man right next to you, yeah. but he decides to go as Weird Al. It's so cool, though. He's <laughs> from Overland Park, Kansas. Like, that's like three hours away, you know? I know. And he still, I think, goes back and he's proud of be where he's from. The guy doesn't look like he's aged a bit, no, though. No, I don't know what's going on. Kind of like, people hate on him for being a boring vanilla dude or looking like it, but he's got to have one of the best senses of humor. I mean, oh, when he goes and he plays that clip of Mac and me for like 15 years on Conan, I, I bust up every time I, that comes up in YouTube as a clip, you know, it's like six minutes and you're like, oh, that's a long time, but then you're laughing at the end. He's just full of talent. Like, he's oh, yeah. out as just an actor, I think, and he, he old Game Boy commercial or something. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he was in Clueless and then he was yep. in French for a little bit. But, yeah. yeah. Don't forget he was an anchor man. Right. And I think that's yeah. what kick-started this awareness of his uh, improv uh, yeah. talent. Yeah. It's very... Well, he's got a quick wit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even the outtakes of all the, the both Anchorman films are hilarious. Yeah. That he comes up with. And I think he named some of those clones or something. Or oh, yeah. Sex Panther by Odeon. God. <laughs> hilarious. But yeah. Uh, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy they're going to get a third installment. I mean, that's the one thing you can say that's nice about these Marvel films is even if you don't get a sequel, like, let's say, to Iron Man, right. another sequel, you kind of have gotten follow-ups. You have gotten follow-ups right. throughout the other appearances. This will be his fifth appearance. Yeah. And so, we've already been gifted with a lot of... Uh, you know, we've, we're, we're going to have a long break now um, from longer than normal from um, Marvel movies. It'll so, seem long, but it, yeah. in the end it'll be like a year. Black Widow will be out. What, what movie's kicking off the new... Black Widow is. Black Widow movie? Okay. That's the only one that's in production that I think has finished filming. So that will be out. And then Eternals might be happening right now. Okay. But yeah, they'll start kicking them out again. Still not a fan in that Angelina Jolie's in the Marvel movie. Well, if they utilize her, I'm all for it. But yeah. I just, I feel like she's one of those actresses that's just over the top. I don't know why she rubs me the wrong way. I think, you know, I think she just kind of snob, snobbery a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Winning an award and all that. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I have kind no... Of a hard one to read. I have no reason at all to dislike her, yet for some reason she just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Like, there are certain movies that I think that she's been extremely good in, but... Hackers. Um... <laughs> I love her um, actors. Have you seen the movie Nine Lives? Um, she's in that. She's a detective. Uh, Ethan Hawke's in it. I've seen the boat. Great movie. Uh, great movie. Um, I thought Gone in 60 Seconds, where she was in that, was great. Um, but I never liked the Laura Croft movies, and I never liked... Um, they don't hold up well either. No. They really don't. No, and I, I like the first one. I think the only reason why she got that role is because she has an extremely nice body. Really? Um, I have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> this is Brad Pitt. Well, and... You dumped Jennifer Aniston for her? Like, man. What? 
I mean, you know. <laughs> well, you, you, know, you went from a lady that seems a little bit more, younger. you know, hey, maybe I can meet her parents and they meet mine, to a lady that you would, yeah, I'm dating her and it's might have all your tags along. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I. What was that, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Yes. That movie was almost awesome. Um, it was just missing something. Yeah, I can't figure out what the I didn't hell like it was. One. Uh, you know, one of the scenes I liked a lot is utilized CG, I think, pretty well. And I yeah. haven't seen it for a while, but it's like when they first realized their both spies on the opposite team. Yeah. And she gets, oh, I think he gets in the car with her mm-hmm. in the back, and she, like, jumps out. Yeah. And then as the car's driving away by itself, going into, like, off the cliff or whatever, he's in the back screaming at her and the car like jumps and yeah so you see him like in the back and uh, yeah little moments like that were yeah it, it was that was the, that was the movie though however that did break mm-hmm. up jennifer Anderson. yep and you heard why right just onset chemistry was so yeah that well she she's a flirt and i think it was just you know brad pitt he was at the heyday of his his well, career. Both good-looking people. Both so. extremely good-looking people, yeah. and uh, share the same hairbrush. Yeah, and apparently that scene where they're first meeting up for the first time, like the kind of the behind how they met and all yeah. that stuff, when they're under the covers, normally you wear clothing, even if you're an actor and right. actress and all that stuff. And apparently she decided to go, ooh, yeah, steamy, steamy. So it, it uh, surprised him. Well, she's very comfortable with her body. She did that, that uh, she HBO is. movie. Yeah. Yes. That, yes. Yeah, that was like everything. Even Hacker's book, which was PG-13. Yeah. There's like two uh, reveals yes. in that movie. I'm like, wow, this is a PG-13? Way more male nipple than female. Yeah, well, yeah. It, <laughs> go look at her Hacker. Remember, yes, we had a male had a nipple, nipple count. count for that movie. Not just for her, but for the men. Uh, Hacker's commentary yes. is out there on YouTube. And, and that is a everywhere. really good episode, by the way. It was. Yeah. That was fun. We yeah. got to do more of those commentaries. We do. We will. We will definitely. Same with Green Lantern. Though. That was a really good one. Yes. And it's funny enough. Even after we did that riff track, I went out and actually bought the movie. Yeah. It was a good memories. Yeah. It's not. I don't know. It's another movie that's missing something. Yeah. I think it had some potential. And Steve was right, though. Man, it opened up really good. The you know the outer space stuff was great. There were just a couple of things that just made it feel like either they were done in post-production, like they wanted to refilm something, yeah. or they just didn't have the right direction, or whatever the case may have been. But right, right. I don't know. It may be something where technology hasn't caught up to what they were trying to do, and yeah. so that's why the movie the took whole, a huge The full hit. CG suit was, uh, it was kind of cool, but yeah, the mask really did not work for its time. No. But yeah, uh, that was clear back in Oh, yeah. I thought it was longer than that. I thought. 2011. Really? So, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, speaking of the years, uh, looks like this new Ant-Man film won't go into production until late 2020 or early 2021, so we'll get it in 2022, which is yeah. crazy because we're still in 2019. Right. Like, forever. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it seems like a movie nowadays has about a three-year turn time. Yeah. And, and really, a lot of that is, okay... Are we making the movie? Yes. That seems to suck up six months. Then you've got to write it. That takes another six months, maybe to a year to approve. Filming is maybe about three months. Um, 
because you, I mean, you got to build the sets, you got to do all this stuff. And well, CG helps a lot. Like post production, right? Like, a lot of that comes in, and they do reshoots, which I right. guess has always been common. But we just know that now from the headline ones right. uh, that drastically change a movie. Right. And then post production, which is you know cutting it all together, adding CGI. Yes. Yes. It's about a three-year turn time. Well, and Ant-Man, so he's got to shrink, right. get huge, and so far they pulled that off pretty well. I did like They've the, done a really good job, yeah. I liked the follow-up, didn't you? Oh, man, I yeah, loved it. I, I got it. Was, it was a nice uh, break from the, the drama that uh, it just Vin brought it, was. Yeah, it just it brought it back down to a more you know lighthearted level. And he saved the day for Endgame. He brought them the whole time yeah. travel idea, and I think that's definitely something they can play with. It. And now, you know, you won't have a young girl playing his daughter anymore. You'll have that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I, I feel bad for a little girl though. It's like yeah. she, she's a good actress, you know. Oh, she was oh, a cutie. Yeah, sucks. Maybe I know. Flashback. So yeah, that could. After being alone though, that wouldn't work. That would be sad. No, there's going to have to be. I know that everything ended well at the end of Endgame, mm-hmm. but there's. The, I'm. 100% guessing here, but I'm sure that there's going to be some turmoil between the dad and the daughter just for being gone for so long. Well, he's not used to her, uh, her new being an adult. Yeah, or more age appropriate. Yeah, so there might be some comedic humiliation. Yeah. Dad, you're embarrassing me. Right, so. or, you know, you don't know what happened in the last five years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It would be very interesting how they juggle that. And being Marvel, I'm not trying to, like, dig at them, but, you know, sometimes they don't go there. No. They they might shy away from it. You know, what does bother me is, though, when everyone reappeared, if you you think about it, there had to be thousands or maybe a million fatalities. Oh, yeah. What if you're in an airplane and you disappeared? Does that mean you're reappearing in the sky? (laughs) Well, that would, yeah, that... All that stuff poses a question. Did you see Spider-Man? Yeah. Uh, Far from home. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when they reappeared, they they reappeared where they were. So like right. the band members yeah. were like right in the middle of a basketball game. So like that's that's worse thinking about all those other people who were in there. Yeah. Or it may be in a building that's not there anymore, or a building that is. Like, do they get encased into concrete? <laughs> you know, it's like right. It's ne- it's never going to be explored, but you can't help but think that. And yeah, I know. It's, it's just like you know here's the weirdest thing to me though yeah like okay I get that and everybody's minds go there and that horrible aspect but the thing that gets me is okay say you're significant other like disappeared so you moved on right and you had kids yes and then all of a sudden she reappears it's a soap opera element I mean you know that's what mind F's me more than anything wise. yeah I mean sorry honey I thought you were dead forever yeah. Um, <laughs> or, 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 or want to come like live with the, us? Uh, far from home situation. Yeah. Where the teacher, they thought his wife was dead. She right. left her dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, we had a funeral for her and everything. Oh, yeah, no. I it's mean, like, damn. That's terrible. That's yeah. the thing that gets me more than people reappearing in the middle of the air. I mean, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like, yeah. Um, this was my house. Well, I bought it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. Where's my dog? Yeah. You didn't save my job? <laughs> never be, yeah. You didn't file FMLA. Yeah. No, but like, yeah, there's never going to be a movie that, that tackles that. And that's probably no. a good reason because it would be very depressing. They should write. They should, though. Yeah. Like just, you know, like an offshoot movie. I'm sure they could explore some things. Marvel, they're going to make a lot of money off uh, all these uh, 
future movies and of course Ant-Man 3 I hope uh, makes a good profit for them. I wonder if they'll do like a Thor Ragnarok approach where it's kind of go all in because it's probably the last solo movie. Oh yeah. No, sure. it's uh, well, I mean if, uh, you know, what was it, Lord of the Rings? They did a, an epilogue or what was that book where they kind of like knew the backstory of certain things that were told in Lord of the Rings. Are you talking about Papa? The Sumerian, I think oh, it was called. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Um, Marvel should do something like that for After the Snap. Just like, yeah. just an old family fun movie and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Like Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah, like an off well, story. Well, Disney owns them and they own Swiss Family, so. Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. That would be kind of, yeah. that'd be nuts if they try to connect that. Or the Gilligan's Island or something like oh that. That's movie. The doctor, the doctor disappears and he's the only one left, so Gilligan's the one running the show now. <laughs> Kings of Comedy, I think it was D.L. Hughley, he said they can make a radio out of a coconut, but they can never fix the hole in the boat. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. Uh, there was this comedian that, uh, his, his famous uh, one-liner was all they had to do was kill Gilligan. <laughs> yeah. So I remember there was this kid that uh, used to that we used to go to school with, um, Nick Ransom. I don't, I don't know if he listens to this or whatever, but he used to have the t shirt that says, "All they had to do was kill Gilligan," and it uh, it had the island right and the boat driving off with the little uh, a little sign that said "R.I.P. Gilligan" on it. <laughs> oh, Gilligan. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, they made like two follow-up films to that that show, TV TV movies. No. They got back to the island. They like they got off the island. They went back on, and then they were trapped again. They're like 20 years older or something. Nah. And you live, you learn, you get. Maybe movies. that'll be on Disney Plus. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That, <laughs> well, I should tell everybody. Uh, yes. Your Verizon customer, unlimited data. You yes. get Disney Plus for free. So how does that work? Does that mean you still have to have a Disney account? I think. I think uh, I'm going to talk to them because I definitely want to get on there as soon as possible. Because I want to see the Mandalorian. Yeah. It's really great. Uh, also, there are the content, of course. But I think if you're given a code and you just maybe get the app that code in and it'll recognize you in a free year and that would work yeah i know um we already before they even announced that we already um talked to another couple that we're friends with and and said uh hey do you want to split the cost of a disney membership sure and then we we're like okay do you want disney plus two yeah and so we just we're paying like three three bucks a month i think because it went 699 or something yeah it's like and some Let's change. get the bundle pack. Yeah, it's like it's still reasonable. Yeah. So anyway, we, we ended up doing that sort of for like half price. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know some companies are like I think they're trying to restrict how many devices can share an account, which is stupid. I guess I understand. Um, yeah. I mean, anymore, it's like it's kind of like just share the wealth. You know, maybe it about it. I mean, we're paying, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it would be one thing if, if we said, hey, can we borrow your account number? Right, it's, right. It's another thing that I'll pay. Right, yeah. Um, but I think the problem is that when you jack up these things like HBO, you know, 15 bucks, then you start getting into the, well, do we really need it, or can I borrow it from the phone thing? Oh, it's just getting... The price point is what drives it. The idea of streaming is starting to get really Because everybody wants their own service now, and luckily with the, uh, with the HBO Max, mm-hmm. uh, 
it's Warner Media that owns HBO, and I think they own Blue Line and two other yeah. companies. So they're all in on this. Right. So that definitely makes sense. Like, to like, yeah, I will pay for that. So right. I, get all, I get this whole catalog versus like, and I guess most of these companies are owned by streaming companies like NBC Universal, I think. It's like, they're going to have their own streaming, which is a big deal. They're taking the office off Netflix and throwing it onto their service. And then I think they're going to do a, a reboot, refresh series of The Office. I'm sorry. Here's the deal. Netflix, or uh, not Netflix, NBC doesn't have enough content for me to go, wow, I better sign up. I can go by The Office all the seasons on Amazon for 50 bucks. I don't need to pay, you know, whatever they want. NBC is not that good. The only thing NBC has is The Blacklist, which is an amazing show. Um, they had The Office. They also had Parks and Rec. Those are gone now. Um, Law and Order SVU, I haven't watched in ages, but I used to like it when it was Stabler and, and uh, the other lady. Oh, I see. Yeah. And that's, that's... Stop watching. Yeah. SNL has gone down the crapper. Um, I like it. I mean, it's a hit and miss, but... When they're not doing political jokes, it's hilarious. Yeah, but yeah. But when they go political, it's just like, oh, you're taking the easy route out of comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's... That's about it. Plus the, the thing, like, Parks and Rec and all those are on Netflix. Basically, yeah. they'll just strip away every... It seems like what they're trying... Like, every streaming company's trying to do is go after Netflix. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Well, I mean, Disney went after Netflix and now has their own streaming. HBO had their own thing, but now they're trying to kind of go after because they're getting um, all of the episodes of, of The Simpsons, um, all Disney content, National Geographic. Yeah. Um, you know, Hulu, they're, they're competing with Hulu more. Um, I will say this, though. The cool thing is, is if you have HBO now, currently... Yes. Uh, you will be grandfathered into HBO Max. That's awesome. So, if you're paying the $14.99, whatever it is now, no need to worry. You already automatically have it when it rolls out. Um, I don't envision that ever changing, um, just because I, I don't think they want to lose subscribers in any way, shape, or form. Right. So I wonder if new subscribers, they probably would be subjected to that. Or they... I don't know. I See, I thought it was just kind of when they were calling it HBO Max, like it was just a rebranding that they right. were going to do. Right. Um, I don't know because it sounds like they're really adding some good content. Like the Game of Thrones is going to switch over to HBO Max. Um, some other they're going to have some original content over in HBO Max. There's going to be a Green Lantern series over there, which is going to be great. Um, there's a lot of good things coming to HBO, and it's it's very interesting because it used to be okay, is Showtime better or is HBO? Cinemax was always good for the adult content at <laughs> 2 a.m. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> my younger self, thank you. Oh my you. god, there's so many funny movies. <laughs> you remember when you used to try to burn out the filter on your cable box? No. Oh god. So, they put these little uh, these little diodes in your cable box, like a, an amplifier. It wasn't an amplifier. It was just a filter, but it was a mechanical piece. So, if you kept that channel on that was supposed to be blocked for too long, it would burn out the filter. And unless you had a maintenance call or a reason for them to come out, all of a sudden you got that channel for free. So, it was it was always a progression of what did I see in that snowy screen to all of a sudden I have enough, <laughs> which was great until That's they digitized everything. That's what happened when I lived with my parents. Yeah. Uh, they, my 
except that I was obsessed with getting things just right. Yeah. And he had them come out so many times. And one time, after they came out, uh, I noticed we had HBO. I think we had Showtime. Yeah. And Stars, maybe? We had, oh, sure. We had all these channels, and yeah. I thought it was a preview event. Yeah. But when it didn't stop after a week or so, I was like, oh, shit, they didn't put the filters back in yeah. or something. And I think my stepdad still wanted to call them, and I like told my mom, like, no, we have these channels, let's not ruin this. And they didn't call them. No. But yeah, for a couple years, we had these channels for free. That's awesome. Yeah. Loved it. Well, and everybody had their own unique take on how to how to burn out the filter or how I to remove it from the box. I that, yeah. I probably um, don't like to keep myself. Well, it was so stupid. Stupid simple. I mean, boobies. Yeah. <laughs> well, now um, broadband cable is basically a feed of of the same thing. So it, it pushes through two types of media: uh, visual and uh, data type driven media. And um, so you can basically take a splitter if you have broadband internet or that extreme internet by MediaCom, split it off, put it into your TV. You've got basic cable, then you could split it off, put it into your router, and then you have internet, if that's what you bought the internet for in the oh, first place. So, a lot of college folks in Iowa City were doing that because all it was was broadband speed is also carrying basic cable. Yeah. And uh, as long as you never got found out or they never did a ping or anything, you were golden. That's why you made friends with the engineer department. Mm-hmm. Come on in for a party. Yeah, Come and, and the splitter's like <laughs> you take a look at this 15 bucks. Yeah. Stupid simple. <laughs> I'll do it for a beer. You're sold. Here you, you go. got some bush. <laughs> Don't crack it open while you're in the box. <laughs> there probably was an incident that happened. Uh, yeah, right. Drunk ass engineer. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, yeah, the Green Lantern series, that's exciting. That's yeah. something I think will get a lot of people on board. It's very early uh, stages, but... Yeah, and I, I only know that because Steve was talking about it um, when we were talking earlier this week. Um, maybe he'll talk about it next week. Uh, yeah. Um, and it, I'd be interested to get his take because he's a very big All Green people. Lantern fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you want to... He didn't cry, but if you want to listen to Steve, a big fan of Green Lantern. Yeah. We did watch it as part of our, yeah. one of our commentaries we did. It was really entertaining. Yeah, Steve, uh, of all people, had the most fun with it, I think. It was fun, yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. And we speculated back then, like, oh, who would you cast as this? You know, because they're they attempting to redo it again with uh, DC, mm-hmm. whatever that was called. Uh, and we did get the Green Lantern in Justice League, so. And supposedly we were supposed to get more. Yeah. There was going to be a Justice League horror movie. I don't think. I, people wonder if that's going to happen now. The Green Lantern Corps? Yeah. This HBO thing. Well, it was supposed to happen in 2020, but by now I'm kind of thinking it's, it's dead. Done. Well, I mean, unless they use, like, these series will have a film budget. Like, The Mandalorian, look at that. That looks like you can see that in the uh, theater. Yeah, yeah everything, H, everything Disney Plus is supposed to be having some sort of a budget close to, if not more than. It might be a great thing. Movies. Yeah. A jump off point, like, if, you know, if the Green Lantern series is really yeah. well, and there's 
certain character they like more than the other, or or the whole thing, they could easily, okay, let's make a film off this. Keep the series going, but we're going to make a film, kind of like a filler, if yeah. you will, but like, you know, it's actually a big film that will be in theaters. You already have an idea who's going to see it, who's going to turn yeah. in to see it. So I think that's... Uh, my, my problem is, and I'm still I'm still upset at Disney, they should have jumped at the gun to buy Spider-Man back. They only wanted ten billion dollars. I know that sounds like a lot it, of money. It, I think the time they should have uh, done that was before they made Venom. Sony made Venom. Yeah. If Venom would have tanked, then I think they'd have a chance now. But given that, I think if they sell, they're making a second Venom right now. Yes. I think if they sell Spider-Man rights, Venom goes with it. And yeah. Going to do that right now because they they're trying to build their whole. Well, they're trying to. What they were trying to do was get Spider-Man into the Venom arc. Right, um, which which legally they can't, they just can't really use the MCU Spider-Man. Like it's gonna have to be, it can still be Tom Holland, but they can't have all the the Disney toys with it. Yeah, which uh, that whole thing is really it's very convoluted. It, it is. should be fifty. And this whole fighting with both of them, like yeah. it could just all been uh, stuff. We, we, it we could don't be. know. It could I think be. anymore. I think the you know the uh, creators of power are. Now realizing, like, okay, everyone is, uh, you know, trying to know what's going down for real, but we can easily mislead these people. We don't owe these people to tell them the truth. No. We really don't. We're here to entertain them. So if us telling a lie here and there diverts them into really knowing what's going on, then we're going to do that. Like, for instance, Ewan McGregor knew years in advance they were going to do this Obi-Wan series. Yeah. And he kept it a secret. Well, that's good. People would ask him. He's a classy guy, though. Well, yeah, but I think they also were like, we're not going to pay you if you, uh, you know, that's part of your contract. But, you know, he kept that secret for a long time. And, you know, he was asked probably countless times, oh, you're going to do it again? And he had to, like, tell him, oh, I really hope so. You know, knowing, like, yeah, we are going to do it. Yeah. Because, you know, it was spread like wildfire. And I don't think it would have been as exciting as it is now. Right. Uh, I think, you know, given there's a lot of great things coming in it, it's really exciting I'm sure for you um, and especially for me I mean mm-hmm. HBO Max is starting to get into the okay we're going to be a legitimate player in the, the internet media world right. and then Disney comes out and does what Disney does and just owns it again right um, and they know. have the advantage of coming out before right the official Max comes out in May and plus is due out the 12th November yeah it's going to be so exciting I'm I don't know if I'll get HBO Max. Maybe I will. I have DC Universe, and that's the question I have for Joey. He doesn't think nothing's going to happen with DC Universe. I think seem like it's doing too well. No, and I, I envision that DC will probably die out here. It's holding on. Um, if if signs that the Green Lantern are going to be over at HBO Max, my guess is that if DC streaming service fizzles out, that's where it's going to go. Right. Yeah, babe. You're, you're okay. You're okay. What's up? Yeah, it's just you, honey. You're so fine. Go up and chill, okay? You have to be super quiet. You can't watch any videos. We'll pick it up. Okay. Be very quiet. Hey, can you shut that door for us? Thank you. <laughs> no, you're right. Use that. Pull that thing out. Uh, push down. Like go to the bottom. There, there you go. go. Yeah. Pull that. 
And then, gra then you can grab that closer looking thing and push it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, these streaming services, yeah, there's a lot of them coming to mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's still different than cable and better, I think. You get to choose what you want. You don't get all this crap. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yes, if you don't like National Geographic, you're going to get it whether you like it or not. I, had, it, I never had can, any issues with But you can select yeah. it, though. It's not like right. it's a running. Yeah. But, you know, I... You know, we had we attempted to try that Curiosity stream because I'm a big like history buff and stuff. Mm -hmm. There wasn't enough content to make it very interesting. And it seems like Netflix has a better grasp on history documentaries. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. So I just I it's unfortunate because the the programs that they did have on there were decent, but it just nothing that really was. That's what's nice though about yeah. these services. If you don't like them, you can just right. not really unless you pay for a whole year. Right. Not anytime. But I think it was only like seven bucks a month or something like that. Really? It wasn't bad. And that yeah. was for HD, so. <laughs> no, and I mean, I think it would be, Curiosity Stream would probably be better for school-related purposes. Right. Um, just based on some of the information that, that was in there, but, um, man, what did anything do? Sure. Yeah. That's, I mean, you're definitely going to have some of these services but or maybe they'll go like you said schools maybe they'll utilize like yeah. educational right. type ones which I think that's a great idea um, especially kids after school you know when they want to watch stupid shit you say no watch this instead you're going to learn some stuff well and I just heard the PlayStation's TV is going away um, yeah the one thing that interests me though is that it seems to be you're either a fan of YouTube TV or you're a fan of Hulu long. oh see I don't have either and those two things are like and sling is not even really a question anymore it's just kind of like dude either get direct tv or dish yeah you know the one thing i miss about all these streaming services yeah. is like you know back in the day when something was on tv everyone would watch it right You'd yeah talk like about the next yeah. day now it's like people can bitch on the series like don't spoil it most of the time yeah uh, some some shows release weekly yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, if you really don't want to be spoiled, you better jump on it mm. right away and basically burn out your whole day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're going to hear spoilers, unfortunately. But, I mean, at, at this point, Allie and I are very much probably your typical user now, and we we don't watch it when it airs, and that probably hurts ratings, uh, more than likely it does. And then we wait until it, uh, the whole season comes on. Sure. And we'll binge it all. Yeah. And that's, that's just because we don't have that kind of time to devote, okay, I, I have to be off this night for work. Which I think, again, is why we have streaming yeah. now more than, because I don't hardly ever watch network television. Like, shouldn't the ratings also reflect the viewership on these streaming services? Because if that was the case, my God, Netflix, what would the office be at right now? Well, I mean, it's still at my rating. I think they clock it in if you watch it more than five minutes or so, I think. Then yeah. they count that as a rating. Would even you, even if it's streaming? I think so. Yeah, like how many hits, how many plays. Yeah, yeah I think it does. Because my God, The Office would still be fairly close to the top, I would think. Well, which is probably why they have that auto feature. Yeah. They'll just keep going. Well. Until it says, are you still there? And then. <laughs> that was so dumb. I'm so mad they added that. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause... I only like it when I'm, I'm binging. But yeah, I get it. It's like you get up to leave after the show's over and then you come back and it's like already started the next show like I didn't want to watch this next show yet and what the hell is this add it as an option like you either 
car warning that or not warning? I wonder if you can turn it off because you know you can go into settings. There's all these you workarounds can. you can. Yeah, no, I tried. Really, I didn't really care to go into it. The only reason why I tried um, is because if I'm busy doing something, I want that background sound. Mm -hmm. Sure. And then I have to stop what I'm doing. I have to go back, yeah. click yes, and then start what I'm doing again. Right. Um, now, if I'm going to sleep or something like that, I don't want to zoom through a whole bunch of episodes and figure out where I'm about that. Um, yeah, I'll turn it back on. But, yeah, uh, that's just me being picky. No, yeah, I totally understand that. Um, I know you're a Game of Thrones fan. Yes. I'm not. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say I'm not. I no, haven't seen fine. it. I'm like probably the one person that hasn't seen it, but they had this prequel series in the work in the works that was mm -hmm. replaced a thousand years before the current series and starring Naomi Watts. And they filmed yeah. a pilot, and apparently. HBO did not like it, and they have canceled that series. But there is still another people in the works. Yeah, that's going to be over on HBO Max, right? I don't know, actually. Because I had heard that Game of Thrones is moving over to HBO Max. Unless it's repeats of the original, I think. Yeah, I think everything. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're a fan, I'm sure you'll get either or, or if you get HBO yeah, now, yeah. congratulations. Yeah, you're, you get you're automatically max. in. Yeah. <laughs> don't hold your breath, you gotta wait till May, but it'll be your point of it. Yeah. So yeah, this, this sequel, or this prequel show that's still in effect, has gotten a 10 episode order, and it's, it takes place 300 years before the um, current show, and it's the Targaryen Civil War, so I don't know if they got Ken Burns on board for this, but that would be really cool. That's a term. <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out how they'd be able to do this. They could use uh, stills from the photos and like, zoom in. Yeah, I don't know. Has Ken Burns ever done that? Something just as a fictitious? Like, have you ever seen the ESPN special on Rocky IV? Hmm. They treat it like, you know, Rocky had that big speech in Russia. Oh, they treat nice. It like it actually like it, like happened. It legit, yeah. It's so funny. It's so funny. But uh, Ken Burns probably would not do that. No, Ken Burns documentaries are amazing. That'd be very entertaining. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. Uh, George R. R. Martin is involved with this prequel series, I believe he's producing it. Mm -hmm. It's based on his companion book, Fire and Blood. Ooh. So, yeah, there you go. He's still fighting the end to his you know, original story of Game of Thrones, which HBO had him oh, yeah. past because they yeah. wanted to keep going with shows. I mean, you can't wait like five I mean, years. Gosh, yeah. What, what pressure that would be for a writer, like, hey, gonna have writer's block probably but guess what we're in production yeah we're blowing past you i mean yeah, yeah. Can you like just get it done i mean from like that standpoint now what do you even do do you continue on with your your story that you first have put in your mind that's the thing or do you get... let the the show now dictate how you're gonna write your book right yeah like because i mean he stopped off what the third season or fourth season don't recall but yeah i think they've done a couple without his actual writing oh yeah yeah, that, that is a good point. Like, because well, once they did that, it became their actual original content. So I can't use anything they explored for this. Right. I don't know how that works. That's gonna be really. Yeah, like, oh, it's you, like think, you think you watched the? Well, you did probably watch. The I'm sure he it. either enjoyed it. That's or... gonna affect your writing. Right. Way. It's yeah. Like you can't turn that off. It's like. Or a character he didn't want to die actually died in the, in right. the movie or the show, but he won't kill him in the book or it's something. Like, 
like comedians go through the same, some of them anyway, like they can't see other comedians perform because they'll accidentally steal a joke or something, you know what I mean? Like Amy Schumer? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or oh. Carlos Mencia. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, Joe Rogan kicked his ass. Oh god, that was fun though. What a brave, brave man to go up there on stage. That was but that's Joe Rogan though. Dude, oh yeah. Big D energy, you know? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Speaking of Game of Thrones, uh, the showrunners that were on, on the show are on Game of, the show, Game of Thrones showrunners. Yes. Uh, David Benioff? Benioff? Benioff, maybe that's how you say okay. it. Okay. And D.B. Weiss. Uh, they were going to do a Star Wars trilogy, and that no longer is happening. They'll get somebody different. But, right. Yeah. It just looks bad for the slate of directors that have been hired I think there's been some directional challenges with the Star Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, I think uh, they're trying to course correct by bringing on the first guy that did the first new Star Wars. It's like um, a Marvel problem. Like, they hired, hired these directors to have, you know, bring their vision on, but yet it's got to hit the bullet points that Lucasfilm wants, and I think that's why they did the solo yeah. big... But, hell, even when Lucas did his, his uh, second trilogy... People had problems with it, but they didn't have as much problems because it was still Lucas. Yeah, fans are fans are. Strange. People will love Lucas till the end of days. I mean, he made just. But they you know, hated him though before these new trilogy. Most of them did. They, yeah, they hated him because the prequels, and then when these new films disappointed, they're like, "Oh, they should have consulted with George." Like, do you yeah. guys even know what you want? Like, right. Come on, I think there's a good balance there, and I think that's what they're doing now. With like, people would rather have Jar Jar Binks back. Than these new I didn't think Jar Jar was that terrible. Like, yeah, some of the stuff was really stupid. He was a product of the time. If you're a kid, yeah. He was he was that over the top goofy guy that I think you know mm-hmm. a lot of people wanted because these '90s movies were just rounding out, and you kind of had you know the Seth Green and, and and all those guys making the you know American Pie movies. So. Mm-hmm. Jar Jar enters Jar Jar Binks. Right. Um, what was it? Didn't Michael Jackson want to be Jar Jar Binks or something like that? Yeah. That would have added an extra creepy well, touch. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did read something about Lucas kind of did a dick move. I would say if it went down this way, he was talking with uh, Jackson to do it. And then he took the actor they ended up hiring to mm-hmm. Michael Jackson concert backstage and introduced Michael to, hey, he's playing Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> You know what, though? The history of Michael Jackson, <laughs> all right? Well, it, Paul McCartney was his friend, right? And he told him the best oh, thing you can do is buy rights to music. So what does he do? He goes and buys the rights to all the Beatles music. Well, he probably let that out of the bag, too. Like, hey, I don't own my own rights. Yeah. I was like, you're kidding. Oh, this is this is horrible. Who does? I, gotta I, I better I better write somebody about that. <laughs> oh, like, no, just, just a note. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so going back to these showrunners, they, yeah. Uh, yeah, they probably would have done a pretty good trilogy. A lot of people speculate um, that they were fired more than left the project. Uh, the reasoning they say is because their schedule is full. They did sign a, ne- a Netflix deal mm. after they did the Star Wars thing, so they kind of pissed off people there. Uh, I would, I would, I would think that's true. Uh, Captain Kennedy. Are we are we going back to this this uh, era where you sign on to a studio for X amount of years? 
X amount of movies, and then once that's done, then you can sign on to any other studio you want. Well, it sure is, seems like it. The thing is, these showrunners usually, when they tackle something, they, they just devote their whole time to that one thing. Yeah. When they agreed to do Star Wars, I think that was the idea that they were going to put 100% of their attention on it. And then they did this Netflix thing, mm-hmm. and they were going to do them both together. Oh. And there's also talks that Netflix was going to make them be present during production of whatever shows they were involved with. Uh, spread so, too thin. Maybe they yes, got maybe they got told hey, you need to choose one or the other. But I think it was bad feeling this film. But I would I would imagine just because like hey I made a deal with you and you didn't you didn't turn around and made a deal with these people. Now we got to work with scheduling. Yeah. All this stuff. So there's all kinds of things in the mix. Uh, also, some people say it's because of the uh, Game of Thrones finale. You know, that puts a lot of people off. Which I don't know. Uh, that maybe had a factor, but I still they produced. Who knows? They produced many se- seasons of that show. Yeah. So of course, you know they. I don't get. I I absolutely don't get the one year off rule or why they even did it. Oh, it, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot why they did that as well. There's really no... It was even a shorter season, right? Right. They they reduced it down to six episodes, but they were like... Were you happy with the ending? And you know, I still, I'm still i still stuck on season five. Oh, yeah? I haven't... I haven't uh, well, to be continued. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you know, though. I just... I heard there were a lot of um, production mistakes or things missed in... Starbucks Cup? Starbucks Cup. I mean, you know, a couple other things. Just kind of the lackadaisical feel of the... Yeah, maybe... One uh, episode being extremely too dark to see. People pissed off about that. Um, But yeah, just things that should have been drawn out a little bit more were just ended quickly without explanation. Um, Killing the Ice King, you know, was just one stab. There wasn't like this big battle or anything like that. So it was just... Ding! And then it was done. And then, you know, I, I kind of figured that, that was going to be the last episode. Like, like everything building took time up. to build. Right. And they ended it like, it's Right. It's kind of like, it's all together. It kind of felt maybe like, uh, I mean, we haven't seen it. But remember how the prequels ended. With, yeah. You know, it was so quick how everything went down. Right. Anakin turned. Padme got choked out. Right. Causing her to go into trauma, and she had the babies. Mm-hmm. They named the babies. All while all this other stuff's going down, and evacuations, and then it was just like everything thrown in at the last. It is the darkest of the series, though. PG thirteen. Yeah, that's that's true. But yeah, I hate when things end that way. They should end the way they were kind of built up. Yeah, it's like what a make a two parter or you know like really everything went down in one day. Is that what, yeah. how we're playing this? Like, come on. Yeah, powerful. Especially with Star Wars, you know where it's going, so everything had to fall in place. Uh, Star Trek recently did the same thing, which I wasn't a fan of. If you're, you know, a Discovery watcher, um, it's a whole other show, basically. (laughs) But um, speaking of production mishaps and all that, showrunners were at a con last weekend and they rarely make public appearances I guess it was the Austin Film Festival okay so it wasn't a con it was a film festival anyway they're very candid about their whole Game of Thrones experience basically saying like they really weren't qualified from the get go mm-hmm. and they kind of failed upwards it depended on the, cost, uh, the costume designers and the actors to up their game to help the show uh, be 
successful guests. They had a failed pilot even. HBO allowed them to proceed with another pilot and they did a full series order, of course. So, you know, a lot of people are thinking, was it really... Did they, get a, did they deserve to get this nice fair shot? Was it a fair shot? I don't really know, but I think the biggest outcome was it didn't seem like they realized how lucky and blessed they were, I guess. They just got a little, a little cocky. Very cocky, yeah, and um, maybe admitted too much. So I guess if you put that with the finale, all that, and maybe, maybe with the final season, everyone else involved were like, you know what, let's let the showrunners take take the helm. Maybe that's not to say, you know, the Starbucks thing was their faults or whatever, but well, everything's everybody just, has a everything's just kind of broken at the same yeah. time and of course it just gives way to a lot of speculation, so who knows if they really left the Star Wars project or they were fired, I think it was probably a mutual feeling like yeah, we don't want you around, let's yeah. go uh, so, yeah kind of a bummer, but yeah, that does suck when uh, yeah, you know, it really seems like they can't really offer advice, they're just lucky, mm-hmm. so Unfortunately, uh, we'll get a Star Wars trilogy for them, but uh, yeah, uh, going forward, I think they'll have the Netflix projects. Yeah, know, they won't be are. they won't be without work. No, long. no, unless they totally just fall flat creatively, you know. But yeah. I think they still get a payout, even if that's, I wonder that too. Well, I've never understood that. You and I get fired from a job we're done with our pay. They get fired from their job, they get a severance somehow. <laughs> and I think we're just talking about it, you know. I don't know. Well, these guys. So I wonder, like, if Disney was like, if this went down, Disney's like, we want to fire you. Mm-hmm. So we'll fire you, we'll give you a payout. But if you publicly say you're leaving the project, we'll give you a payout, but you won't have that fire yeah. on your resume. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that was kind of laid out. They decided to leave, mm-hmm. leave to make things look good. Who knows? But I do wonder since they were, they did put time, I think a little time in developing the sure. trilogy they were going to do. This trilogy was going to start, I think, in 2022. But it was going to be completely different from what we already had. I think Correct. so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. So they were already, I think they were even talking with Lucas, and they were writing. So I'm sure they'll get paid for that mm-hmm. work. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Star Wars really, I think they make it too complicated, honestly, you know? I think there was this overdrive, though, to make it that way because of what's been said. Right, they basically did yeah. the WB thing where they were trying to catch up to Marvel. They wanted what Marvel was doing. They built that universe and took time. Right. And but nobody wants to take the time. Right, and also, they I don't think they've been really good at expanding the, the universe other than Rogue One, I guess, even though the Death Star's still in that damn thing. Uh, uh, Mandalorian looks finally to be something people really want to see. Well, you've got some, you've got some big-time advertising behind that, and yeah, it, it looks amazing. It does look amazing, and they brought in some good uh, creative people. And John Favreau, I love him. He's oh, such man. a good filmmaker. Can he do anything wrong, though? No, I mean, I, you know, Iron Man Two was a little weak, but I think that that was during the writer strike, though. No, it, it wasn't. It was. I don't think it was. They did have a different writer, but Marvel was really pushing the Avengers, and so they made him put in a lot of characters that, you know, weren't really organically 
you know, placed right, I think. It was kind sure. of rushed. But that first Iron Man movie is amazing. I love that movie so much. And yeah, uh, him, him involved with Star Wars, I think he could be the next um, big deal for them, for sure. I mean, I'm sure he already is. That is one good thing, though, about these uh, Game of Thrones showrunners stepping away, is Kim Feige. Mm-hmm. His, his trilogy might get, well, I don't know if he's doing a trilogy, but his Star Wars produced movies will probably get to come out sooner. Yeah. Oh. Well, you're you're absolutely right, though. Um, the writer's strike happened in 07. Uh, Iron Man 2 was 2010, so... Right. It wasn't... No, nope, I don't think that. I... Yeah, it was just Marvel. It's like they had a mandate. Because, yeah, if you don't, if you don't have Iron Man 2, then Avengers is not really set up too much. Yeah. After Iron Man 2, you had Thor. And well, yeah. it felt like Iron Man was something with no sort of crossover capabilities, and then... Iron Man 2 you kind of introduced some people into the mix and now it started feeling like okay we can do a lot more with this yeah it's like it kind of went against what Iron Man 1 set up like that has been kind of a big misdirect like it seemed like Tony really loved his dad in the first one I mean he loved his dad but the first one it seemed like his dad was old second one it's like oh he is a piece of shit he never thought I was good enough that was a tad bit of course correction because people were calling foul that they didn't broach or approach um, Tony's alcoholism right which was you know would have taken the dark path and I think very simply the scene I think the first one where there was this you know alcoholism but yeah I was really hoping he would uh, got to see uh, Insel, the guy who saved his life in the cave. Yeah. I was hoping they would be kind of do a nice homage to him somehow, like, when he started to open a facility in his name. Or... Yeah, that's that's kind of too bad. I didn't think about that, but he really helped him like, a lot. Like, you had the Iron Man 3 cameo. That's when he Did was, he? Like, drunk. Yeah, it was at the beginning of... Uh, Met the scientist Tony. Uh, Tony met that scientist at that New Year's Eve party, yeah. and he, uh, yeah, he bumped into him before the cave, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was very played off as comedic. So I don't know. It was kind of cool. it was cool, but it was like uh, Iron Man three is really. I don't know. I don't think about that film. It's just kind of its own thing. It kind of felt like the end of the Iron Man sagas. Yeah. Like the okay. The first one was done so well, though. Right. Second one was pretty good. Yeah. The third one was just like, no, no. It was it was all right. It I think it made most money. Uh, it made a billion. And I think it's because of Avengers. It was the first one Captain. It was it was the one that we were all excited to see because we were all like, yes, he finally made the Hulkbuster costume, but he didn't. He just went no. Yeah, and he started and then they expanded how his nanotech really came into play there. With, it with was like it things. was getting there. Yeah, yeah, like it was still like had a like magnetized to his. He mm-hmm. never shot those things in his arm. Had yeah, magnetized. For I'm still not on board with the nano tech. I just don't think they pulled that off too well. Like I get it, but it seemed like a huge jump from you know. Actually, well, look at how many years we're talking about in cinematic history. Yeah, I mean it's all fake. I get it. Yeah. Not trying to, but I think you know they started with a lot of realism. Got into that. We're just throwing shit at you. But I think that's the problem, though, is that we've gotten to that point in the comic books where, okay, you kind of have to start from somewhere. 
to, to get to the point where you can, okay, I suspend belief. Like, hook, hook people in, yeah. and then you can Like, Iron Man, you needed, like, actual pieces to, to hook together. Yeah. And then internal workings that were small, that were maybe, you know, a little bit out of the realm of possibility. And then you move into more like a suit that can uh, be condensed into a very small area that you can put in and build out, and you know, which is yeah. awesome, which is something that, you know, like a transformer. If, oh, um, yeah, it just, I think the whole nanotech is really yeah. realistic. Like, it just doesn't feel like that suit actually functions and works. Like, I felt that with the original suits. Like, like, he never goes on to explain how you can take something like that and build it into a solid, strong piece right. of metal. That would basically mean that anything in his body is basically metal to a greater degree than of his own. And uh, at any point, it can pop out of his skin. So he's gonna be in an immense amount of pain. I don't know that. I don't I'm think. Just, yeah, I think there's that. I am really stretching here. That has been explored in the comics, but I don't think that's yeah. in the movie verse because Black Panther, like Black Panther, came out before Infinity War, and they introduced the nano thing. Yeah. I think. And then all of a sudden, Tony had that technology. Right. And yeah, sometimes I just feel like oh, this is too much. This is too fake. I don't know. I, I know that sounds stupid, but like his his body moving from like all the armor moving from one side to the other yeah yeah I don't know it's kind of become like a cartoon I I mean we could pick it apart for days that's my only complaint yeah I like everything else but yeah I like the actual armor I mean hell even Rescue had an actual suit she didn't have any nano tech to her she was a gen 1 suit at best right right but I guess wrapping up we have uh, each of us has something to share yes Um, you had a birthday recently which we talked about yeah Uh, tell us about your cool surprise you got. Well, um, so, uh, what was that? Wednesday was the 30th? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, I get a birthday card from my wife and she says, hey, we're going to go out to dinner and then, um, after that, uh, make sure, you know, at the very beginning of the day, she goes, make sure you're dressed up and you need all this stuff. So we go out to uh, a great restaurant in town here called, uh, Django, um, owned by one of the top chefs in, in one here kind of trying to name it off uh it's french cuisine oh okay i've um, had that uh, not that place yeah we've made a french cuisine yeah no you're fine so they used to be located in the, the old hotel fort des moines um and then they moved over uh off the locust there um great place new great place um george Fumeo, i think is his name um if anybody knows him uh, we need to do an interview with him because he's sure. he seems like a fun guy. He's got zombie burger and then he's also got Chentro and he's got he's got some notable we're, well, restaurants we're, here. We're kicking off Field of Geek specials. So yeah, we could totally that would be that. awesome, like a yeah. food version, like Field of Food. Yeah, we're just like uh, well, <laughs> I'm still working on it. By uh, yeah. for instance, I interviewed my grandpa about his fireman experience. Oh yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a, re, a real heroes thing, but yeah. you know, Field of Geeks cool. can be so much, and yeah. I think we're trying to expand that. We're having a network. Now. Yes. Um, we have a lot of other content, but yeah, we should we we could shoot for that. Yeah. Sure. So zombies got zombies. Yeah. Right. In there. So there, yeah, that's something. Yeah. Um. So not to go off too much, but anyway. So anyway, I get the card and it says you're going to go see Mystery Science Theater Live 3000. Um, I've always been a big Mystery Science Theater fan. Um, probably the same as Steve has been. Um, you know, it started as a local access program in, in 
Minnesota of all places. Uh, so it was kind of close to close to the Midwest. Sure. Um, but then it, it went through its iterations. You know, Joel was the first kind of guy that, that took it to... I think it started, what, on Comedy Central? Then it went to Sci-Fi. And then it kind of went off the air. Sounds right. Yeah. They had that, they had that movie back in 95, I think. Right, right. Right and, at the height of their popularity. And the interesting thing is that throughout it all, there's always been this core fan base. It's just got this underground following yeah. so strong. And uh, so when I came in, it was still on Comedy Central and Joel was there. And, and they were doing that. And my mom and I would laugh and watch it. I mean, they're just terrible movies. Mm-hmm. And, and then they add their own comedy to it, which makes it even better because you're not even caring about what the movie is. Um, but anyway, so we get there at the Civic Center and Joel's uh, the actual guy, so they brought the original guy back uh, to do it. And I didn't realize that that was Joel because I know that Netflix um, had their own little mini-series of, of that. It's a follow-up series. Yeah. yeah, and it's not the same guy either. No. So that, that threw me off, but they still have this... Ray, I believe. Yeah, they still have uh, uh, Tom Servo, Pro, and then what was the vacuum? Yeah, it was some vacuum lady. dude. Yeah, it was yeah uh, Ruby or something like that. So, uh, so we watched that. It was a it was a very interesting um, movie. It was this German that escaped from. Uh, he was a, a German Nazi or something like that that went over. To England and killed a guy to start a circus. <laughs> it was just terrible. And the Nazi guy was this plastic surgeon, and he would just randomly off people that he didn't want in the show anymore. It was just, and it was just absolutely hilarious. But the great part was, is that the money, it, the production was so cheap that instead of actual animals for the zoo, like the circus shows, they had like men dressed up in bear suits, and so you'd see like. You know how that extra flap of yeah. like, cloth kind of hangs down those yeah. suits? You'd see that when they would try to do things. And... <laughs> it's just terrible. But it, it played along perfectly for the live show. And, and uh, um, yeah, it was just absolutely hilarious. It was a lot of fun. So they, they played that movie? Yeah, so they, they played the movie. Unfortunately, you didn't get the... Um, silhouettes. The silhouettes yeah. in the background like you would like if they were taking a drink out of a pop or something. But was it, it was audio though. I mean, yeah. Here. Oh yeah. So you could hear everything. So they, they kind of sit off to the side on the on the uh, stage, and they'd be watching the movie, and then they'd do their little sticks. There's one part where this lady was staring at a, a poster, signed for the carnival, and then all of a sudden she rips it off really, really vividly or really angrily, and uh, I think Joe goes um, when she's ripping it off. I wish I could read. <laughs> 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 I busted out laughing on that one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, Allie had never been a fan of, of Mystery Science Theater 3000. She always just kind of listened to it in the background, but yeah. she goes, after that, I, I absolutely loved it. So, we went back home and watched a couple of episodes. But That's because I think you, you paid to be there. Yeah. You're in the audience. Right. Like, you're you're in it, mm-hmm. so at home you have all these distractions, right? You know, or you know, you do other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that definitely probably the whole time she probably was a fan. She just yeah. give it a you know shot because she's just like, hey, something you like. Um, mm-hmm. 
whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, really no, it was cool. it was a ton of fun. They're still doing uh, the tour. Um, it's Joel's last part of the tour, I should say. I don't know if they're going to continue on or if it's just kind of like going to end next year or the next year. But Steve was there too, right? Yeah. Steve was there. I didn't realize it until the very end. Um, he was a couple rows uh, closer to the stage than I was, but hopefully he got to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, maybe I should ask him next time. Yes, we so. will. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, you know, he's, I've said before, he's, he's like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You know, he doesn't always show up. He's like some bass in the alley. Or a green lantern. Oh, yes. But, yeah, definitely missed. And, uh, yeah, that sounded like you had a great time. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. It was one of those things where you didn't know you wanted to do it until you actually did, and then you're like, that was amazing. That was a lot of fun. So I got a Mystery Science Theater 3000 t-shirt live and all that stuff out of it. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's great. Great. What did you eat? What kind of foodie? Um, uh, hold At on. At the French restaurant. I'm just curious. <laughs> Let me see here. So I had, um, I had pork with, um, uh, pickled cabbage that had, uh, some apples in it and, and uh, and that was what I had. It was like a pork chop um, medallion bone-in. It was cooked really, really well. We had uh, um, escargot for an um, appetizer and uh, Brussels sprouts on the side. So. It's escargot. Snail. Yeah. I probably skipped that. No, you're fine. It's it's one of those things that I never thought I would like. Yeah. Um, but like anything that's seafoodish, it's always funny because even the people who really like it say, "Oh man." You gotta have this with a shit ton of uh, garlic and stuff. So it's always got a ton of garlic, which I love, and then uh, and then it's just cooked in butter. So it, it literally by the time you get it, it just tastes like meat <laughs> instead of anything else. So like deep fried mine, please. Yeah. So I mean, the only thing you get is that stigma in your head. Oh, I'm eating a snail. But once you put it in your mouth, it's just like oh, garlic and butter. Like, <laughs> 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 like French. <laughs> I would be like, I will have your spaghettios. Yes, your finest can of spaghettios yes. from Mr. Chef Excellence. Yes, <laughs> I am a big fan. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're gonna add some extra ingredients here. Uh, chef, where? <laughs> no, not this restaurant. <laughs> Mr. Chef. Boyardee. <laughs> My compliments. <laughs> Your Franks in SpaghettiOs is yes. delicious. A delicious. Turtle, turtle. Nah, five stars. <laughs> so you you got to see Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. I'm jealous. Well, my wife, she surprised me months ago with this trip that we took. It was uh, the Jane Silent Bob Reboot Roadshow. Oh, They're wow. still going around the country. Are they? I got a t-shirt that's got all their dates on the back of it. And man, they are terrible. Are they booking it? Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. It was in Riverside, Iowa, which is the future birthplace of Captain Jim Seeker. Nice. Big deal. Nice. Uh, I've been there before to see the birthstone, I guess it, that's what you call it. It's not a gravestone, but there's a stone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's really cool. And then there's like this nice painting of the Enterprise Space Office. Mm-hmm. Fence next to it. It's behind this like barber shop, um, yellow building. It's kind of just like secluded, yeah. but really cool. So obviously that was uh, extra treat there. You know, we get to 
go see that and they have a voyage home museum in town which mm. all kinds of it's about you know their town's history but a lot of star trek yeah uh, autographs and all that other sorts but uh, so yeah that was the plan that day we went up there we were going to do that first yeah then we we're going to check into our hotel we didn't check into our hotel until like four mm -hmm. but there was a possibility for the check-in so uh, the event was going to be at the Riverside Casino Golf Resort. Now Riverside, is that, where is that located? Uh, it's like two hours away. It's okay. Right, it's, I think it's close to Iowa City. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. stopped at the outlet mall. Before oh, sure. There, which sure. is in, uh, uh Yes. Yes. Yep. That's where I got to go. Sweet. Yeah. I was pretty uh, pretty excited. I found that door at Casino because you know Target and every place. Yeah, you there. got the one size. I bought them yeah. before and they like yeah this was a mistake. Crap, I to like pull it down. <laughs> of course, I showed Joey after I got back and he was like, "Oh, you're a brony." I'm like, what? He's like that's what bronies dress like. I'm like, why are you talking about like, whatever, dude? The door's been around forever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, we got to the. Uh, got up to Riverside, uh, decided to try the early check-in. So we went to the casino and golf resort uh, hotel we were going to stay at. And I was underneath the overhang step went in to uh, see if we could get it done. I don't know why, it's weird we didn't call. But it was kind of like, well, we're not in a big hurry. Because mm -hmm. the event wasn't until 8 o'clock. Okay. The doors opened at 7. Uh, we got up there. We got up there. Maybe. Anyway, I'm uh, in the, uh, under the overhang waiting for her to, to come out, and I just thought to myself, it'd be really weird uh, if uh, Kevin Smith arrived like, when I was here. And I actually was, I think I was getting ready to check his Instagram to see if he was in town. And uh, car pulls up, I'm by the valley parking area, so car pulls up uh, on my left. I saw it. I turned towards it. It's freaking Kevin's freaking on an SUV with people. No, black car? Yeah, it was like an Escalade, I think. Okay. Or um, like a GMC, whatever they're called. Uh, big black SUV. Maybe? Yeah, it might have been that. Uh, and I knew it was him because the backwards cap. Oh, yeah. And he had, he wears this purple blazer now, mostly. Oh, he's not wearing hockey? No, he stopped that. He since he's dropped the weight, but it's actually a good look. He wears like a t-shirt underneath, and he wears a blazer. Oh, the blazer's always decked out or something. Sure. Um, yeah, she was wearing his purple one. And it's really good. Dude's lost a ton. Yeah. Well, he, and he had to, so yeah. it's a good thing he, he did what he. I mean, he could have. He was like eighty percent chance. Of dying. Yeah, he had the widowmaker, I believe. Yeah, he's very lucky. Mm -hmm. Very lucky. But yeah, he looks great, and it was crazy to see him in person. I was in my car though, and I didn't get out to. Say hi, I so badly wanted to because you know he, he yeah, inspired he took the high road. Yeah, well, he inspired me to, to do this along with other podcasters, but he was the one in the beginning, you know, because he really encourages people to, mm -hmm. you know, if they want to do something, he can do it. And he was on his phone, that's why I didn't say anything. Oh, sure. He like walked right in front of my van, it was so weird. And uh, you know, I've seen him at performances before, but I've never been that close. And it was really crazy, but anyway, I, you know on my phone to call Steph uh, to check, you know, ask her what, you know, are we going to check in or not? And, you know, I was going to ask her, did you see Kevin? And as I did that, she came out, so that Kevin went in. She came out and 
I'll show you that mm-hmm. on her face. Like, did you see that? Yeah. Kind of like talking on the phone. Like, yeah, it was crazy. And they're like, why are we talking on the phone? You're right there. So we, uh, <laughs> we were able to check in early. So we parked, went in. I saw one of the ladies that walked in with him by the elevators. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was really hoping I'd bump into him again and get my chance to, to you know, say something or maybe get a picture. I don't yeah. know. Uh, anyway. Got up to our uh, third floor we were staying at, went down the hall. The dude that was with him as well, he was coming our way. Uh, he was coming from these two large doors mm-hmm. in the end of the hall, which was probably a suite. Yeah. So I think Kevin was actually staying on the floor. We were like four or five rooms away from Oh, cool. Him. So every time we left our hotel room, I kept looking down that hall, hoping to see he would be coming out. You know, just, I don't know, I just was like, I felt like I blew my chance, but he was on the phone and I didn't want to piss him off. So I didn't want to be one of those pricks, you know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, we got to just uh, relax around the hotel and casino. I am really sensitive to smoke. Oh, are you? Because they allow, they have smoking areas and there are some areas which is so strong. Um, I'm just not used to it anymore because, you know, you can go out now and yeah. that's mostly outlawed, you know, growing oh, up. Oh, being in a casino? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, well, there was there was a non-smoking area. Mm-hmm. Man, we went to this one place God, it was so strong, and we ended up leaving. Because they had like three other places. It was, it was a nice hotel. Yeah. Gambled a little bit, not too much. Enough to, like, not uh, get addicted to it. <laughs> like, oh, we lost money, that sucks. Um, but yeah, uh, we got to, you know, chill out there. Then we went to the event uh, room, and yeah, that's when I saw him next, was on stage. I got a Jane Silent Bob t-shirt. It's got all the dates I just talked about a little bit ago. Yeah. Traveling dates, which we're going all over the place. The movie, I think, is playing now at Jordan Creek. Okay. Around here, if you're, if you're in town. Yeah. You'll see it there. I will say, um, uh, given the event, it's on a movie theater, so we watched it on the street projection screen. Sure. And it was it was the sound uh, the event was like a nice surround sound in yeah. the theater or whatever. So that kind of hurt the experience and our seats weren't the best. They were you know, they were the seats they sat right. out and they clicked together, whatever. Uh, not too terrible. But yeah, Steph and I had a lot of fun. We got we bought some candy before the movie. And this originally was supposed to be them recording Jane Silent Bob get old. Then they were going to show the movie. Yeah. That would have been like a five hour event. I knew before uh, we went that they did change something up because it was only going to be three hours long. Mm. Wow, that's not like them at all. Yeah. It's talk to talk. So, anyway, uh, at the start of the show, Kevin comes out and it's very exciting and cool. And uh, says, We decided to show you the movie first. And then like an hour two and a half afterwards which I was okay with because mm-hmm. that's a long time and yeah. you know either way my ass I cannot feel it after oh yeah when you sit in one of those show. chairs yeah yeah so it, it was uh, and we were really scrunched in there but yeah I um, I did like the movie you know it started um, it uh, 
very funny from the start. Is that the new James Bond that you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, so you actually saw the new, new, okay. I thought they were just doing the original James Bond and Bob Strike Back. No, I think uh, they may have done a back-to-back one. I, I'm not sure, but this roadshow tour they're doing yeah. is the reboot movie. Okay. They're touring it rather than a wide release because it would uh, it would cost a lot more money for them to do a wide release because, you know, whatever a budget of the film is, the studio loses that same amount. Yeah. For advertising, oh. they're not doing that. They're just taking it on the road, and they're going to gain a profit from that. It's Are they still going to release it? Yeah, yeah. Like okay. right now, it's at certain theaters. So Brody Creek, mm-hmm. it's, it's at that theater now. So okay. I'm, I'm very tempted to go see that uh, just to get a better experience. Like I enjoyed it, but it, you know, I would have preferred it in the theater or more was it, chairs. <laughs> was um, were the parts with Ben Affleck funny? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. From from the start, it was, it was really funny. Like mm-hmm. he was clicking, and so he hasn't lost a beat. No, I mean I will say uh, Kevin's. To me, Kevin's writing's been rusty since he's been like a full time weed smoker. I'm not trying to blame the drug. I got nothing. Now wait a second. Didn't he tell? Uh, didn't he tell Jay that he had to get off that stuff before he was going to make another movie with him? Yeah, well, or was that harder stuff that it was, was on? harder stuff, but oh, okay. I think Jay stays away from that, too. Um, yeah, I think uh, uh, Kevin Smith working with Seth Rogen on Zach Perry got him to pot again in a, big, in a big way. But he says he's very productive with this pot, so... Sure! What, you know what? Hey, it works, it works. But to me, I think it does, it does take away I've something. seen people on that stuff. They aren't very productive at all. Yeah. They do have a very active imagination. He's a maker, he yeah. says. But, Before yeah. he eats all that weed butter. Well, I just think, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's... Uh, I think it affects some of that uh, you know, writing to me. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not knocking it or anything, but... It does promote a very active imagination. Yeah. yeah but not, like, trippy in any way. It's just you become more focused. Yeah. Yeah. But now, if it makes you a better writer, I would... I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I, you know, I think it could be whatever rusty. floats your boat. Yeah, it could be rusty for other things, but uh, no, there's a lot of familiar faces that popped up, characters. That was that was a real treat. How was Val Kilmer? Uh, quiet. Which you know, it's, when he got cast, mm-hmm. well, when Kevin approached him, you know, Kilmer was obviously like, I yeah. can't really talk, you know, and he's like, I got the perfect part for you. You're mm-hmm. gonna play the new Silent Bob or the one man. Hmm. So he didn't say anything, but there's a, it's not really a huge giveaway, but Silent Bob communicates a lot through iPhone, mm-hmm. you know? And like he'll, he'll be typing this big thing and he'll like pause and make a lot of thoughts about what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And then he turns it and ends up just being a smiley face. You know? <laughs> pretty, it's a funny uh, gag, you know? And, uh, yeah. Kilmer did that too. Oh, nice. Like, he just did the phone thing and stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, basically, you know, uh, Silent Bob now is like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. In a Which lot is of fine. Ways, yeah. it's in the, it's, the character has evolved, and uh, the movie's a reflection of what Kevin's been through. You know, his whole heart attack. Like they even address Silent Bob being a vegan now. There's a lot of cool jokes he used with that. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty funny. And like Clerks 2, where they had that cool. Um, 
analysis of what a true trilogy is mm-hmm. you know, between Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Uh, they had this new one uh, for our times, especially uh, basically the difference between reboots and remakes. It was, it was really funny. Jason Lee delivered that. No oh, cool. Yeah, that was good. Like, really, everything from the get-go was on par, I thought. Like, the laughs were coming constantly. It slows down in the middle, but they, you know, they introduce more emotional... Did they get Selma Hayek back in there, or no? No. They got Chris they, Rock. They got a lot of people, though. Yeah. No, not Chris Rock. They got Shannon Elizabeth? Yes. Oh, yeah. She's in the preview. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's definitely in it. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that we've worked with in it. But, yeah, you know, they, they slowed down from the emotional beats, which I, I, I understand. I don't want to give too much away about yeah. Plot or anything, but if you see the trailer, it's, you know, uh, the trailer looked awesome. Yeah, Jay, the red Jay band finds band. out he's a father, mm-hmm. and so he's, he's basically trying to establish a relationship. Which, uh, you know, daughter in the movie is played by Harley Quinn Smith, Kevin Smith's daughter, mm-hmm. and she's she you know, she's becoming a better actress, you know, and then she, you know, she's coming to her own, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think she, she did a pretty good job, and uh, yeah, all the acting was pretty, pretty on par. Yeah, and it was it was a touching film, you know. It kind of felt like it was pushed more about you know, oh, you need to feel this or that. It didn't feel 100% organic and natural, but it, it was a it was a quick a quick ride. And um, how long was the movie? Well, I don't know. It honestly felt like an hour and a half to me. Oh, really? That's it, that short? But it could have been two hours. So I mean, that's good either way. Like I, I felt like the movie. It, it felt like the ending was rushed. I'll say that. That's what it felt like to me. Uh, you get this big build-up there on the road. You get introduced to these new characters, and then all of a sudden, they're the ends there, and they're wrapping things up at a rapid pace. And it felt like anyway. Uh, oh, it's an hour and forty-five. Okay, yeah, it did feel short. But uh, again, I haven't looked at uh, the original Jane Silent Bob, but I think that was short too. So it's not really anything out of the norm. But yeah, certain jokes worked very well. Some fell flat. I mean, you're going to get that in comedies and stuff, you know. It's yeah. not always going to be on par. I'm not trying to be a snob about it. Like, I enjoy Kevin Smith's work. I'm just, just being honest, you know, with what I felt. Uh, but yeah, some, there was even some jokes I didn't get at all that people, people were laughing at. So, you know, because it's, it's the whole VSQ world these movies are made from. Well, this movie picks up with going back into these people. We haven't been there since first two. Why the hell does it seem like Jane Son and Bob Strike Back is a longer movie from what you're talking about, but it's only an hour it's it is literally one minute shorter. Really? Than the movie you just saw. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, well I think that's I think that's probably my complaint. It's like maybe it should have been a little bit longer because it just felt like we had this build up mm-hmm. and then the ending was rushed a little bit. But it still was a fun ride and I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. A lot of fourth wall breaking, which at first I was like, well, I don't know if I like this too much. But then thinking about Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, they did the same thing in that movie. So it does fit with what came before with those two characters having their own movie, mm-hmm. their own journey. 
But yeah, overall, I, I really, I did like it. I really did like it. And I almost want to see it one more time in the theater to, you know, to support it and yeah. just get a better, you know, sound. I felt like the soundtrack was always going on while there was dialogue. So mm-hmm. it was weird. It, I, I think it was probably the sound system too. Okay. But yeah, it, overall, it's a good return to form, I think. Um, and I, I just hope Clips 3 and All Arts 2 you know, follow yeah. in the same. I think it will. But I think uh, that's the plan anyway, because making this movie basically paved the way to make Clips 3 right. and All Arts 2. And he went into all that with the Q&A about you know, why he couldn't get those made before this movie. Mm-hmm. And then when he did this movie, he partnered up with people who oh, had ownership of those other movies. So it was kind of like a nice, happy... Friendship collaboration, yeah. yeah. They're all like, "Hey, um, yeah, let's do this and that." Because you know, I think the investors like it. Mm-hmm. Saban Entertainment put this out. You know, the Power Rangers people. Yeah, uh, they also do other things, but yeah, uh, they're very happy, and it's going to make a profit because they're doing the road show tour, and they're selling out like everywhere. Okay. So you don't have to worry about the whole theater. Yeah. Shit, you know. But right. yeah, uh, yeah. So the VCU um, still has more to offer. The whole universe, uh, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. So good. I'd go, I'd go check it out in the theater. I would to support it, and uh, it's not a waste of time. I, it's got a lot of cool cameos and it's interesting yeah. to see the uh, their. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get that away. But like I said, with fourth wall breaking, yeah, there it goes places where I did not expect. Mm-hmm. It is not bad. Kind of fun surprise. But yeah, there are some really, really funny moments. <laughs> yeah, I think his writing is fantastic. Yeah, yeah just, uh, just to me, it was a little rusty with this, mm-hmm. but I think there's so much on the line, and I do think the weed smoking does get in the, the you know, because you know, yeah. I think when you're on weed, everything's awesome. And, oh, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, Affleck's cameo was great. Jason Lee, uh, just everyone who came back. Uh, to Joey, Lauren Adams. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep. She was back. Wow. Uh, so you kind of got a nice, uh, even got to see Dante mm-hmm. uh, from the Clerks, uh, from the Clerks movies. Uh, that was really cool. And uh, even got to see some other people uh, who not everyone know, knows of. Like Comic Book Men was a series he, he produced. And those guys were in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's really, yeah, it's, it's really fun. And Hot Topic was brought up in the movie because uh, they're rebooting Jane yeah. Final Bob exists in this world the movie does mm-hmm. and they're rebooting it and so they have this chronic con which is like comic con mm-hmm. and that's where they end up going at the end and it's not a giveaway it's all in the preview but they go there to like stop it but so you they have this whole like merchandise thing going on they have like a hot topic so oh, I cool. think if you go to Hot Topic right now, there's actually some merch you can get. Yeah, it was, it was a really fun event, and yeah, my wife, uh, our wives are both like, oh yeah, really great with the uh, awesome. surprising yes. us things. And she wanted to surprise me like right before, but she, uh, she couldn't wait. So we did this for months. But, uh, <laughs> it was a fun trip. It was a really fun trip, and uh, yeah, had a lot of fun traveling and things. And we, yeah, we went the next day we went to Riverside. Mm-hmm. And, Got a picture by the bronze statue in the museum. 
really cool experience. There's, there's like a, uh, a bridge set in the museum. Oh, yeah. High school built. Oh, cool. And so I could sit in the captain's chair. Nice. It was a lot of fun. And I was just wondering the whole time, like, oh, is Kevin going to come by? And <laughs> I think they came by earlier because yeah. they later posted photos. Oh, cool. And they were like the same spots I was at. And I was like, God damn it. It's so cool. <laughs> see him but yeah I, I felt like I missed out but yeah I'll, maybe I'll give him a chance today I just wanted to well that's one more thing I'll say is after the movie they had the Q&A and the mic set up at the end of my row I had an opportunity I really got onto that mic mm-hmm. there was no line yet yeah. I hesitated but I just didn't have anything in my head like right, yeah. and I didn't want to come off like an asshole some people did I would mm-hmm. say that uh, some people really got into like self self promotion yeah which I didn't want to do that and I was only going to say you know you inspired me to start a podcast and I wasn't going to say the name unless they asked mm-hmm. but I you know I didn't want to be like that I just wanted to say thanks and all that so Kevin if you're listening thank you for everything come on sometime if you'd like that'd be great but uh, yeah it was a fun experience so yep all I really have. Sweet. Uh, do you have anything else? I don't. That's that's a wonderful note to end on. So nice that you got to round that out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, later this weekend, I'm hoping to catch Terminator for yes. the next show. Talk about that. And, uh, definitely change that, Bob. So, yeah. Right. Sweet. So with that, uh, we'll be back. I'm Josh. And I'm Mitch. Take care. Thanks for watching. Everybody.